Hello, you're listening to the Big Finish podcast, launched right at your ear things with like a sort of catapult on the 26th of January, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 20. 20. Two more attack ships. They're circling back around. We have to get out of here. Dog, blast. What's wrong? The dematerialization circuit's inactive. Four, three, two, one. Coming up in this podcast, a whole bunch of previewing. Pre- did I say previewing? I meant <laughs> preview. previewing. Would you like a preview, sir? <laughs> we leap ahead to April to give you an exclusive preview <laughs> clip of Class Volume 3. Yes, Class, that Doctor Who spin-off. We take a look at some of the latest reviews of Big Finish's audio dramas. There's a special Q&A about sci-fi epic The Human Frontier, the latest of the Big Finish original dramas, going into the studio this week. Oh, it's happening, it's happening. We also preview Doctor Who short trips The Infinite Today, performed by Doctor Who legend Katie Manning. Uh, We delve into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And instead of our drama tees, we preview... Preview. I've got to say preview from now on. Preview some upcoming Big Finish productions coming right at you in February, including the 12th Doctor Chronicles. I'm Benji, he's Nick, it's and true. we've got a podcast bursting at the seams for you. Yes, have we have them? We really have. Oh, yes, yes. <sighs> and anything you hear about in this podcast, you can check out at bigfinish.com. Remember that address? It's your gateway to audio loveliness of the highest order. Coming up very soon, an exclusive preview clip from Class Volume 3 and our latest reviews featuring Torchwood Expectant. Captain Jack gets pregnant. Yeah, I know. It's all happening. And Doctor Who short trips, Peace in Our Time, featuring Peter Purvis as vintage Doctor Who companion, Stephen Tyler. No, only joking. It's Stephen (laughs) Taylor. (laughs) That's what I was was trying to do. (laughs) Stephen Tyler. No, Stephen Taylor. You know it. You all know it. And if you don't, you do now. Um... So, but first, the bigger deers. Have you heard about that? The yeah, I've heard about the bigger deers. Um, I'm, Would you I'm care only, to explain? Uh, well, we we did a uh, we did a, a an online poll on the the Twitter sphere about the various names for a fandom that we could uh, adopt. And um, let me just get up the uh, the actual tweet itself. Um, here we go. So we asked you. What's the Big Finish fandom should be called? And here are the top answers, really. So we gave you a vote. So the four that were there were the BFFs, so you know, the BFFs, uh, the Finnish, the Finnishinados, <laughs> the Bigger Deers, or the Finishers. Um, and the Bigger Deers won. The Bigger Deers <laughs> won. So now, I guess, if you like Big Finish and you consider yourself part of the fandom uh, of Big Finish, <laughs> then you are a Bigger Deer. That's it's of course uh, echoing in case no one spotted it. Okay, someone has spotted it. Brigadier, as in the Brigadier, yeah, yeah. of course, one of our favourite Doctor Who characters, brought back to life for Big Finish by John Coleshaw, who's doing a fantastic job. Spookily good tribute to the, good, the uh, rendition. lovely Nicholas Courtney, who I knew very well and adored, and still do adore his memory. The Brigadiers, so Brigadiers. Okay, what do you think? Let us know. Write to podcast at bigfinish.com <laughs> and let us know what you think about the big ideas. Someone said, oh, it's just like the awful Whovians. I've never been fond of the term Whovians, but it's become so, such, you know, it's been used so often, hasn't it? That I've never been a fan of just naming fandoms in general. It's like this, um, there were, there's uh, this sort of trend. I think Lady Gaga started it, didn't she, with the little monsters on Twitter. And it sort of exploded into every every... Tom, Dick, and Herbert, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, saying, "Oh yes, you know, my name's Benji, and anybody that that likes what I do, you're now called Benjaroonies," you know. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, Hoovian has lasted for for many a year, isn't it? Years and years and years and years. That's that's been out there. Yeah. I'm a third it's Doctor Who fan. You, yeah, it's, it's it's usually used by people who are not very familiar with Doctor Who fandom, so they think they're in. It's like people saying Trekkies. Yeah, and, and all Star Trek fans go, mm, don't, "Don't call me a Trekkie," you know. 
and of course they prefer tracker or maybe they don't prefer that anymore i'm out of the loop at least they don't use the word an- uh, anorak you know you're a doctor who anorak i can't <sighs> stand anorak that's such a you know that makes you think of somebody hello there uh hi you know that's, that's not that's that's not that's not how we are I mean, there no, are some people that maybe there are people out there that wear actual anoraks and talk exactly like that. In which case, maybe you do enjoy being that. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, just, I'm just sitting back and watching you get yourself tied in knots, there, Benji. <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. If it's, if you want to wear an anorak, wear an anorak. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> do people even say anorak anymore? I thought they just say. I haven't heard. It's funny when you say. It, I thought I haven't. I haven't heard that for years. Just go coat. get your go get your coat. You're a bit of a Doctor Who coat, aren't You're you? You're a bit of a Doctor Who cagoule. <laughs> they're, the, they're the French fans. Um, <laughs> right, yes, anyway, so it's time now for us to give you our class preview clip. Yes, in April we're releasing Class Volume 3 based on the Doctor Who TV spin-off created by Patrick Ness following the adventures of the students of the Coal Hill Academy. Remember Coal Hill School where the Doctor's granddaughter Susan went? Yeah, there. Anyway, here's the clip kindly supplied to us by the ever-insanely hard-working class producer and director Scott Hancock. One more. Tanya, please. I'll get it this time. Anyone else want to go at this? Nah. I'm good, thanks. Uh, no. Okay. April. Particle charges, go. Mm, Antiprotons have a charge of minus one. Neutrons have no charge and... Positrons have a charge of plus one. Mm, Yes, but... (gasps) But... Oh, no, no, it's gone. (laughs) Just tell me. A neutron can be given a charge by passing it through a magnetic field, which means you can... Reverse its polarity. Mm Mm-hmm. I did know it. Hey, Ram, do you want to try one? Nah, I'm alright. Don't know why you're so stressed out. It doesn't matter, does it? It's just a mock. What? I thought they were important? Mr. Braithwaite was very insistent we had to do well. They are important. How? <laughs> no one sees them. They don't affect anything. And they're not even the best way of testing us. It's not like we have to analyse anything either. Just recite the textbook like it's a Bible. God bless science. So it is all just a memory test? Totally. Are you okay? Y- yes, this is all just very new for me. You are going to be great. Did you not have exams in Sheffield? Well, we did, but they weren't about remembering things. At least I don't think so. Not a great start, Charlie. No, no, my memory's excellent, but there was a royal exception. I, uh, I wasn't required to take examinations. You knew it all last night. You will be great. Oh, one more, Tanya, quickly. Fine, but... In you all come. Oh, come on! The idiots clumped in to you. Your names are on your desks. If your surname is near the beginning of the alphabet, you'll be on the left, and if it's near the end, you'll be on the right. Find them as quickly and as silently as you can. What Mr. Braithwaite here means to say is, sit down and shut up! I can't really speak to them like that. Why not? I talk to them like that all the time. Andrea, there are rules. I know. Pity, isn't it? Speaking of which, welcome to your physics mock. Before we start, I need to go over a few rules. Cheating is prohibited, but if you didn't know that, you might as well leave now. No? No one? Shame. That means no textbooks, no memory aids, and no phones. Anyone found cheating will answer to me. If you finish early, check your answers. If you still have time left after that, suck it up. If we both have to endure this nonsense, then you lot do as well. Andrea. If you feel ill, keep it to yourself. If you need the toilet, raise your hand and we might take mercy on you. Then again, we might not. If you require more paper, learn the skill of brevity. I think that covers everything. Actually, they need to know about the fire procedures. Oh, yes. In the event of fire! You'll all burn, leading to death and an automatic fail. Anything else? It's a legal requirement that... Oh, well, they know. too late. Got to start. You have one hour to complete the paper. 
You may begin. And if you want to find out more about class or any other Doctor Who spin-offs, just go yes. to bigfinish.com and right. enter in the words into the little search thingy at the top. Uh, the worlds of Doctor Who. Oh, yes, So yes. if you pop that in there and go to the worlds of Doctor Who range well, under well, the audio Well, this is a separate thing. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, a separate yeah. thing. Yeah, sorry. Or it's you go to the worlds of Doctor Who range under the audiobooks tab. Go in there oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it'll all be there. And there's loads of stuff, isn't yeah, there, Yeah, yeah. You, you'll not only find class, but countermeasures. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just a little got Dalek right here look at that there. i'm holding countermeasures wow. four. Yeah. i was going to say that surprised me because i haven't started work on it but that's the next <laughs> one I understand. countermeasures dalek empire cybermen uh river song gallifrey jago and lightfoot the paternoster gang the robots unit the war master sarah jane smith and much more seriously it's a range worth delving into with gusto it's Gusto, true. We've got so many ones coming up. The Sir Reginald Styles mysteries. You know, <laughs> there's just loads of them, aren't there? You know, Tubby Roland. Um, <laughs> no, we, oh, I yes, wish we did. Chin. Who's Chin? Remember, it's your head on the block, Chin. <laughs> yeah, chin. Definitely. All, all those people will be featuring in the. You know, it's the sort of stuffy, uh, stuffy bureaucrats. Sort of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. Fat middle-aged chaps. Fat middle-aged uh, chaps in the, the 60s and 70s work for the <laughs> government, wear bowler hats and waistcoats, and uh, <laughs> smoke cigars, and occasionally they always have a bottle of whiskey in their top drawer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time now to look at our latest reviews. So, as we mentioned, this week we're looking at Torchwood Expectant and Doctor Who Short Trips, Peace in Our Time. Let's start with that. From Big Finish Productions. I, uh, am the Doctor. Ruby blinked. No one's called for a Doctor, sir. The old man smiled. Uh, indeed no, and uh, yet here I am. <laughs> Doctor Who Short Trips, Peace in Our Time. Taylor launched straight into his tail, and Ruby was still busy gathering hats and coats, so she couldn't exactly miss that he was ever so upset about some missing papers. In the street outside, Ruby Watkins, who had watched eyes popping as two men went into a box barely big enough for both of them, stood and waited for them to come out again, and waited, and waited. Big finish. We love stories. Just type peace in our time into the search pane at the top of yes. the Big Finish yeah. website, bigfinish.com, to find it, obviously. Here's what blogdohu.com had to say about it. Yes. The final result is a solid tale from a fascinating period of history, a story delivered with precision and impressive lucidity. It demands your attention. Big Finish concluding their 20th year on a high note. Oh! Oh! I ah! found that there, Twitter. At uh, Tanzir tweeted, My final Big Finish Christmas listen, Doctor Who Short Trips, Peace in Our Time by Una McCormack, is a splendid romp of spies, suffragettes, and invading aliens in a foggy London, but not, as rumoured, a Christmas story. Okay, fine. Well, lovely. Thank you very much. Up next, Torchwood Expectant. <laughs> From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, Expectant. Two of our friends die and Jack goes off and I think he's coming to terms with it, but oh no, suddenly he's pregnant. I'm meant to act like everything is normal. Well, it's not, because that's not a normal reaction, is it? Avoidance is one thing, but Jack is up the duff. I swore I'd never get pregnant again. There is nowhere to run. You are protected here. Let me touch you. I was not built for this. Why? Life! Life! Oh, it was a nice Radio, a cup of hot chocolate, a couple of Gary Baldies. It was brilliant. But no, I'm doing this instead. For you. Always. All time. Wait, Big finish. We love stories. Cardiff just became a very dangerous place for a man to be pregnant. 
Of course, all you have to do to find and order it is go to bigfinish.com and type expectant into the search pane, then magnifying glass thing at the top. Or go to the Torchwood range, which you can select under the audiobooks tab. It's very easy. First up, cultbox.co.uk says, with its breezy tone and reluctance to take itself too seriously, the pernicious per- per- prenatal perils of expectant will appeal most to those who enjoy the light-hearted and absurdist aspects of the Torchwood universe. Sci-FiPulse.net says John Barrowman and Anthony A- it's okay, Anthony Ainley, it's not it's Aaron Anthony. Um, <laughs> you fool, uh, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Your will is weak. Uh, our lovely double act throughout the story. Barrowman cycles through the pregnancy tropes with panto-level gusto, whilst Anthony <laughs> plays the straight man, an alien midwife with a wonderfully exasperated tenderness. The lengths Jack and Jonty are driven to are both absurd and apt, as Jack can only be Jack as his pregnancy progresses. Mm-hmm. Jack's interactions with the Weevils are a highlight. Brilliant stuff. And it's one of the fantastic things about Torchwood that it can vary its tone drastically. It's good, isn't it? And on Twitter, at LadyLover95 says, I just finished it, hashtag expectant, and it was absolutely hilarious. I could not stop laughing at Jack's behaviour in this amazing acting from at John Barrowman, and I immediately loved at Aaron Anthony as John T., also gonna start calling babies spawn babies now hashtag torchwood Ooh. well uh, Jutta Sherlock on twitter at Jutta Sherlock says hashtag torchwood expectant was just such a wild ride everything I'd hoped it would be and even more a true only in torchwood kind of story but yeah. it also had some very moving and deep moments I loved it brilliant that's it for the reviews this week Time now for the Human Frontier question and answer. Yes, the Human Frontier is the latest of the Big Finish originals, a whole range of dramas created for Big Finish by the best of our creative minds to celebrate over 20 years of Big Finish creativity. So we started with Attergirl, uh, about woman pilots in World War II. We've had Roman murder mystery with Cicero. Yes, Marcus Tullius Cicero. <laughs> um, horror with blind terror. Quirky time travel with Jeremiah born in time. Vintage crime with Shilling and Sixpence Investigate. And psychological thrills with Transference. There's a sequel to Attergirl coming up this April, but going into the studio this week is The Human Frontier, a science fiction epic created by this here chap, Nick Briggs. Here is the Q&A. Right, so Nick, what is The Human Frontier about? It's a gritty, fast-paced audio drama of love and survival on futuristic alien worlds. Uh, It's a grown-up lost in space meets Westworld meets his dark materials. That's how my wife described it anyway. I did ask her. She sent me an email. She said, this is what I think, having read it. Um, It's about two branches of humankind clashing in an unexpected circumstance or unexpected circumstances. It's about artificial intelligence. It's about passion, love, murder and the human lust for control and power. Just uh, the usual things in, in the human humankind, yeah. really, isn't it? You yeah, know, right, basically. We're, we're all capable of. So you mentioned Lost in Space's Dark Materials and Westworld there. Any other big influences on you? Uh, possibly The Expanse, which unfortunately I can't watch anymore because it's not on Netflix now. Oh, it's and moved also, to Prime, isn't it? I know, but I just can't do that. Also, uh, a John Wyndham short story that I saw a dramatisation of in the old BBC series Out of the Unknown, uh, No Place Like Earth. I don't know whether you you haven't seen that. I've seen yet, a, I've seen a few no. of the Out of Unknown. I, I love the theme tune. But, oh uh, yes, you know. But this is this. Um, oh yeah, that's right. The, um, but the, yeah, this is the first one on the DVD. Anyway, uh, obviously I'm a big fan of Star Trek and loads of science fiction, so there'll be loads of unconscious influences in there. I mean, there's a big spaceship with a thousand people held in cryogenic suspension, and I do give a tiny, mm. this is tiny nod <laughs> to my sort of favourite Doctor Who story, Revenge of the Cybermen. What's new? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, there aren't any Cybermen in it. That's not why <laughs> suddenly the Cybermen turn up. Oh, I thought this was um, supposed to be original. 
the human frontier is ours. It's just going to happen now, isn't it? So can you tell us about any of the characters? Who's the main character in this one? Well, I suppose our main way into the story is Anna Swift, her name is. Um, uh, I won't mention cast names yet because we'll be dealing with that next week. Cast members, I should say. Um, And she is... uh, Her job is sort of to uh, analyse... new planets really and um she's a fairly junior member of the crew um but she becomes uh she comes into contact with the commander uh commander daisy bailey what i wanted to do i wanted to you know how names like people use what i think of as old-fashioned names for character for people for, for for babies now you know like olive and marjorie and things when i was growing up everyone was called paul and jane and sarah and those sound like modern names to me and things like Olive and Marjorie, beautiful names. They all sound like names from like the early 1900s. So they are, it's like a revival, yeah. isn't it, really? My grandparents had names like that. So I was just sort of, and usually in futuristic drama, people have futuristic names, you know, Zephon and, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned Zephon. But anyway. Zephon. <laughs> of the fourth Another kind. That Zephon is the character played by uh, John Coleshaw now in the Fourth Doctor Adventures. Anyway, he's, he's from the Dalek Master Plan, isn't he, or something? Okay, Zephon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I don't know whether that's true. But anyway, so I wanted these people to sound not like space heroes. Um, so, well, no, not like futuristic heroes. So Anna Swift, I think, is quite a heroic name. It sounds like she sort of flies like the wind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but she's just a, a, a normal person. And and the commander being called Daisy Bailey, which just sounds like, you know, I don't know, it sums up images of someone collecting flowers. Like a really nice person, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, that Daisy yeah. Bailey, she's a nice girl, isn't she? Yeah. And they are both nice people, but they're very different and they're very... Uh, Daisy Bailey is is very determined and um, has a really strong set of ideals, which kind of, you know, you wonder whether her her approach to life is too much based on these and whether she should be more adaptable. Um, And Anna's, uh, I don't know, Anna's a bit more accepting of things as well. There's also a character called Nilly, which is the, an artificial intelligence. Um, oh, what? Not another one in a science fiction adventure. <laughs> but this is some. This is the notion. This whole business of augmented reality. How you know we may in the future live with uh, computer stuff, which we're cerebrally or cerebrally interacting with and where in our own vision we can see icons flying around and stuff like that and a method of communicating with each other outside of just speech and the whole business about you know how that affects human perception whether it's a good idea or not and um, how people get used to it and uh, and just really well anyway and then the the other major character and I've tried to tell this epic story not least for budgetary reasons with a with a very small number of characters president brett triton who's the president of another planet and um he is uh there's a lot of darkness in his soul let's put it that way um but he's kind of a victim as well so yeah so there's there's a little tease of some of the characters brilliant so finally uh, when will we find out more about the human frontier well, it's all secret. I'm not going to tell you anything. No, in next week's <laughs> podcast, in fact, there'll be a behind-the-scenes report fresh from the recording session, yeah, which is happening next week. Which it's all I'm going sort on, of, isn't it? Let's you know, sort of now. scared about and worried about and excited about, all in equal measure. Well, yeah, those three things are swirling around. Just sort of sorting out about having, you know, maybe press people there and a videographer and. Um, photographs being taken uh, just uh, while we were talking an email came up from the photographer confirming he could make it so uh, my shoulders went down half a <laughs> centimeter <laughs> anyway there we are that is my final answer brilliant well thank you very much looking forward to hearing more about that next week nicholas briggs there thank you for being fulsome and frank frank don't Marker. call me frank don't call <laughs> me Fra- oh well, no call me frank marker i don't mind being frank marker <laughs> right Coming out this week is a rather lovely Doctor Who short trip that I directed. Featuring Katie Manning as the reader, she tells us the story of Joe Grant meeting the 11th Doctor again. It's called The Infinite Today, and here's a tease. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, short trips, 
The Infinite Today. A bump jolted Joe into the waking world. Alas, the view outside the window was far too familiar. Gatwick again. Joe glanced around. Though she hadn't taken much notice of the passengers, she recollected several of them. Same crew and passengers. No, not twice over. Features not unhandsome, but with a touch of eccentricity. A baby face she had fast grown used to. One had to, with the doctor. Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com, type in Infinite Today into the search pane thing at the top, and uh, yeah, you can get hold of that one. Yeah, coming up at the end of the podcast, in a departure from our usual drama tease, don't worry, they'll be back, uh, we give you a bit of a preview. (laughs) Preview, Stephen. A preview of what's coming up, but I can't say preview. I can only say preview. Uh, what's coming up in February 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, which you may already be living in as you listen to this. What's the future like, folks? Mm. Uh, but before that, yes, you've guessed it, or have you? It's listeners' emails. <laughs> Well, it's that time again, isn't it? Ah, oh, you know, every week it's a highlight. It pops up. You think, yep, what are we doing today? Ah, oh, emails. And if you mm. want to email in, it's so, so easy. You know, all you have to do is send your words to podcast at bigfinish.com and your words will go from your computer straight what? to our computer. Yes. Via augmented reality oh, yeah. artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, oh, no, be A... A, don't know what I'm doing. Augmented reality, A R A I. Yeah, that's A R A I. A R A I. Sounds like what the pig bin Josh would say in Claws of Axos. A R A I. A R Sorry. Wouldn't have wanted to be on set for that. It looks so cold. Cold. Cold, yes. Cold. Well, they had freak weather conditions while they were filming it and had to write a, a line in. You know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It somehow works, though. Everyone the whole thing, that. it kind of works. It's like, yes. Well, it has to. They yeah, yeah, screwed, no, were no. they? They got up one morning to film a bit. They thought, it snowed. What are we can do? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's Doctor Who. Say something weird happened. Say something and everyone... Yes, or quite. They'll yes. be fine. Um, so first up, here's one from Paul Garland. Greetings from my tea break, where I'm quickly <laughs> typing this email as I sip my tea. Well, I'd be worried if you weren't sipping tea on your tea break. Um, if you're sipping coffee, <laughs> that would be disgusting. Um, it would be a coffee break. Coffee break, or well, quite. Uh, first of all, thank you for a wonderful 2019 with lots you're of welcome. excellent releases, a lot of which I purchased, and thank all goodness. of those I enjoyed. I'm in the main of a Doctor Who fan, uh, but I think that the one I enjoyed most was Prisoner Volume 3. Uh, I really like the way you managed to capture the original, yet make it different and distinctive at the same time. Thank you. I'm sorry that this series is ending. Fingers crossed for more. Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that, Paul. What we need a bit of a bit of uh, a bit of confidence there. Uh, As before, I have a couple of questions. Number one: um, Will there be any War Doctor Chronicles to match the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth Doctor Chronicles, or better still, a young War Doctor with a new actor? Well, we're looking into this. All sorts of possibilities are available. Just imagine. Uh, number two, uh, now that Big Finish have embraced the Master in all his and her incarnations, are there any plans to tell the story of how he came to be executed by the Daleks prior to the TV movie? The whole setup of his execution and the Doctor transporting his remains always seemed odd and in need of explanation. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. I don't think there are any plans for that, but I dare say one day Matt Fitton will come up with a storyline about that. Yeah, he's <laughs> Excuse me, that, that was my chair he? creaking there. Sorry, very, very the weird. Chair noise. Just my... on there. <laughs> um, so you are you had asked for a series Big Finish could do and would love to see it would be Babylon Five or maybe a completion of the Crusade story. Although I would imagine that in this case the rights would not be easily obtained. Correct. 
Finally, correct. Sorry. Uh, finally, you mentioned in a recent podcast that there would be no more novel adaptations because they didn't sell well enough. I have no wish to be impertinent. Impertinent? But I put it to you uh, in a very respectful way that perhaps the problem lay in that some of the novels latterly chosen for adaptation rather than the concept of novel adaptations per se. I can see how the first few would have had a lot of selling points Tom and Lala's first recordings together since 1980, a novel by Russell T Davies, etc. But the latter ones didn't really have the same selling points, apart from possibly the Sherlock Holmes crossover. That's not to disparage them as novels in any way, but whenever I saw people pay, uh, saying online that novels they would like to see adapted, it was always ones like The Blood Harvest, Goth Opera, Lung Barrow, The Dying Days. I don't recall seeing many people asking for, for example, The Theatre of War or Original Sin uh, before they were announced as the next adaptations. The other novels people tend to request are ones that contain bookend events such as Older Ace's Return in Deceit, her departure in Set Piece, Benny's departure in Death and Diplomacy, and Ross's departure in So Vile a Sin. Uh, I think that here could still be mileage in the novel adaptations given uh, the, uh, the right novels. Um, there would still be mileage in them. Uh, are novel adaptations completely off the agenda at Big Finish? Once again, thank you for all you do and keep, keep doing it. Uh, regards, Paul Garland. Well, I know they're not completely off the agenda. <clears throat> I don't think you sort of undermine your own point a little bit there, Paul, by saying, you know, oh, they're not the right ones. I mean, obviously, the first few you did were the right ones, but that, of course, those didn't sell very well. So there's nothing to really suggest the others would do particularly well. It's interesting, the whole novel adaptation thing, as I keep saying, there seems to be a core, a small core of very vociferous quite rightly so people who love them who can't understand why they're not broadly quite so popular um and it is you know and i don't know whether you know paul it's a bit of a running joke people writing in and asking about the novel adaptations um so um and my talking about them last time was not the first time i've spoken about them but no i wouldn't rule any of those things out but there are no immediate plans but maybe. I do take your point, yeah. I mean, maybe if we do some of those you're talking about, um, uh, they uh, they may do better. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you'd like to underwrite the financial risk on that. <laughs> well, maybe, just maybe we'll just, just go the other way and we'll say that there are more novel adaptations, but then when it comes round to it, it's just those Doctor Who Mr. Men books <laughs> with, with full cinematic soundscapes and explosions and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's Mr. Band music. That was Tony go. Hancock. Wasn't it, it was, yeah. <laughs> now, look, here's a little bit more controversy from River Jones. Dear Nick and Benji, firstly, just to introduce where I'm coming from, I am a great Big Finish audio fan and probably buy more than 95% of all the releases on pre order. They have been giving me great pleasure on my walks, trains, and lazy Sunday mornings for more than 10 years. So I'm a fan, and any implied criticism you may get from the following does not change my view of big finish fantastic audio productions long may they continue that's really nice of you actually river to just make that very clear um and i mean that sorry i sounded a bit insincere then didn't mean to i have a problem with sincerity do you nick yes i do on with my points i recently heard your latest podcast oratory nick that sounds like a criticism on the subject of the implied main range end i know you say it isn't ending but you return regularly to the subject so i feel that you are preparing us for a future statement whether that is years or months away i don't know however i have the following to say in response to the comments you made in no particular priority of order I, I, have i said it's not going to end i don't think i've said that um it, it will end it will transmogrify but we will make it um easy had a happy experience for you <laughs> anyway one i don't think doctor who fans will be particularly confused by the main range there we disagree us fans can deal with timey-wimey paradoxes regenerations parallel universes and river songs big hair sweetie so i don't think having some doctors on a monthly single release formats and others in a series or box sets is that much of an issue sounds as if some marketing jobs worth is whispering in your ear probably the same voice that told the bbc to kill the tv series you know, there's a bit of controversy there um not quite sure what you mean uh no no marketing jobs worth has been uh whispering in my ear we don't have any marketing jobs worth so we just have nice marketing people 
and um this really comes from me more than anything else is that you know it's fine if you're on the inside river with us and know all about big finish it's absolutely fine if you're on the outside and you're coming to it it is just totally confusing main range what's main range what's that mean three of the doctors in the main range of course it makes sense to you of course it makes sense to me but one has to step outside one's own perception really and i think it is a barrier it creates friction uh, which prevents people from getting into the things and of course we we have to expand because everything apart from the fact that we want to spread our word to everyone and for everyone to join in the fun everything gets more and more expensive all the time i mean everything except me and benji we're still as cheap as chips we are. but uh but costs are going i mean we have to expand our market and we have to and a way of doing that is providing more frictionless access uh, it's a term that my friend Jamie Anderson's been using recently because we were discussing what it is about BritBox that makes us watch Doctor Who so much. It's frictionless. We don't have to select a DVD. We don't have to pull it out of the shelf. We don't have to open the the DVD case. We don't have to put it in the machine and wait for your DVD machine to go... Meh, 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 meh. Frictionless All and that- pretty as well. You know, the, the, well, yeah. the artwork and the way it's presented is, is really nice that you just think... Well, what is? BritBox. Yeah, oh, I suppose so. The artwork doesn't bother me one way or the other. But well, it's easy. You just press, you just click something on your computer, and it happens. Whereas you've got all sorts of things that could prevent you. And likewise, someone new coming to our website, trying to work out where everything is. If it was just single doctor ranges, that would be much easier, I think. Uh, two says River. It is my view that you, BF, confused the main range yourselves by firstly taking McGann out of it and then not adding Tom and the early Doctors into it, thus becoming a vehicle for only three Doctors for no sensible reason. If you included Adventures in the monthly format for all possible Doctors, this would have allowed separate box set ranges to be released too, and would have made it a much stronger range with a clear identity. I, do, I really don't agree, River. Obviously, I respect your point of view. Um, we would have had far fewer adventures for the Doctors. if we'd kept, The more Doctors you put in the monthly range, the more they get spaced out. And then you, you'd have to decide what you're going to do in a special um, box set range or something. I mean, well, surely it's much simpler if there's just the first Doctor, just the second Doctor, just the third, and you do that for each doctor and then you know where to find them rather than having oh well there's a main range which has a collection of the doctors on and off uh, in an order that we're not going to predict and it's really difficult and then there are these other things are these other things separate do they relate to it it just becomes friction it becomes a barrier to understanding i think three leaving the above points aside my main reason for writing is that i love the four 25 minute format this is what i would miss as for me this is the format i most enjoy i know you have an opinion that the our format is best i wonder who for writers directors the main range consistently release releases great stories and rarely suffer the so-called third episode lag that often plague tv also there is there no place for adventures not related to some overarching storyline i would welcome some more single adventures with them with mcgann who seems to be in multiple box set permanently i also feel that his series of linked box sets although they are great for regulars don't offer new listeners an easy jumping in point as there are four box sets to buy to complete each storyline that's a very good point i love that point but um and we will vary the format of for example the eighth doctor stories they won't always be continuing big arcs that said continuing big arcs are the things that most listeners like and people in general with fiction like movie series everything everything shows that that gets people on board and they stay with us and we have to do things that keep people on board and stay with us we will not abandon the four times 25 minute format um I don't agree with you that uh, I think a lot of our stories do suffer a lag in episode three. And it's not just for writers and directors, because I very much step out of that role and listen to stuff that I'm not involved in. And, uh, you know, there's I think three episodes is for classic Doctor Who is really perfect because it's three acts. You know, set up, adventure, conclusion. That is the three act structure is brilliant for drama, and the best stories I think are often told that way. And however, however many episodes you've got, basically your story is in three acts. 
is is my view on the subject. But no, we won't abandon that because it's authentic and it's important to us, particularly my colleague, David Richardson. He's a big fan of it. So don't worry, River, that format is safe. No matter what happens with new Doctor Who ranges, we will be using that format as well as experimenting with other links as well. I hope that reassures you. Anyway, sorry. Benji, I was just going to say, say you, you can, I think the thing as well is you can play around a little bit more with the Eighth Doctor stuff in, in the sense of doing the longer stories like you know it's we started did we start to with dark eyes didn't we that's right um, yes and i think you know it's whereas the the more standard episodic uh way of doing things i think work nicely for the classic doctors i think because that's what we know and love i think with the eighth doctor we you know there is room to play but yeah good points all very good points yeah, yeah. And, you know, River, I'm really grateful for what you said at the beginning, saying, you know, you're a great fan and we should keep talking about this. And then I promise you now that if everyone completely rejects the idea of this uh, change that's coming, then we'll have to revert it. But I think that it will actually offer more uh, clarity and more opportunities for exciting adventures. Really, I sincerely do. And I'm only doing it for that reason. You know, or we're only doing it for that reason. But I'm a big supporter of this change, and it, and it will be—it'll be exciting and fun. And I know some of us are a little bit. Um, uh, I've just had an email from Tom Baker asking about Monday's script. He's asking, what's he asking about? <laughs> Something on uh, page seventy-two, top of the page, first speech, the last two lines. Oh, anyway, I'll uh, I'll get back to that later. <laughs> That's a bizarre little moment of reality there. But anyway, uh, I hope that reassures you, River. And I'm sorry that I um, lost my train of thought there. Yes, it's been a moan, she says, but with much love and affection. Much appreciated. I just hope I'm not the only one who doesn't want to see the four-episode format uh, on a regular basis. No, I don't think you are the only one, and I'm sure it is going to continue. Big hugs to both and all at BF. Excellent chaps, chapesses, all of you, River. Thank you, River. Thank you so much, River. Uh, finally, here's a quick one from Claire Filson. Dear Nick and Benji, last year's standout release was Transference. Uh, this year, you started early with Torchwood, mm. The Sins of Captain John, <laughs> um, which was the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. More, please, uh, Claire Melbourne. P.S. Any chance that we'll see Callan Volume 2 release this year? Oh, goodness mm. me, I hope so. But By the way, thanks about the, and, and the sins of Captain John. Absolutely outrageous. I'm glad you love Transference. It's a superb piece of drama. If you haven't heard it yet, folks, just get to bigfinish.com, type Transference into the search pane and get it. It's, you know, Alex Kingston, Warren Brown, Ingrid Oliver, um, great performances and, and not the way you usually hear them. It's brilliant. Callan, oh, I hope we do it this year. Ben Miles really wants to do it. It's just he seems to have it in his contract that he has to be in every TV series <laughs> and film true, that's yeah. made at the moment, you know. And he's just at the moment reading an enormously long audio book um, for Audible, I imagine. I don't know. And so, you know, Hil Hilary Mantel stuff, you know. Uh, but he says he really, really wants to come back and do it. So hopefully, you know. There have been so many emails flying around about that. Anyway, that's it for the emails. Keep them coming. When or when will we ask Jason some questions? Yes, we wanted to ask our chairman, Jason Hay-Ellery, some questions. And you've been sending them in. Do send them in with the subject line, Ask Jason. We will corner him at some point. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, don't forget the email address, podcast at bigfinish.com. <laughs> Coming up soon, our February 2020, 2020, 2020 preview. <laughs> but now it's the Random Boy Selectatron. Well, Ran has spoken. It is Dark Shadows, the Curse of the Pharaoh. Oh, is it? Have we had this one before? I don't think we have. But interestingly enough, the, the uh, this is slightly spooky for me because um, I've no idea why, by the way. I was... Just before I went to sleep last night, I was lost on the internet. You're on my phone, and I was mm. I was looking into the, uh, the the curse of the the pharaohs. You know the whole Egyptian curse thing that they all say about Egyptology. So now I think I'm convinced that somehow the curse of the pharaohs is now after me. It's a sign. Here's the trailer. Can I help you? Good morning. I'm looking for Miss Carolyn Stoddard. 
Would that by any chance be you? <laughs> yes, by chance it would. Oh, how marvelous, how excellent. You have no idea how far I've traveled just to meet you, Carolyn Stoddard. Halfway around the world, as a matter of fact. Dark Shadows, Curse of the Pharaoh. The moment Gretchen Warwick entered Collinwood, you'd think she owned the place. She brushed right by me and I could only follow, feeling like an intruder in my own home. She was attractive and smiled, but I could tell immediately that she was not a woman who would take kindly to being crossed. Now, I have something to show you. It was a golden box, smaller than its wooden counterpart, which my cousin, Barnabas Collins, had brought to Collinwood some years earlier. It bore the same seal, a serpent with four heads, the entwined necks creating a complex floor-like pattern. It was a monster called the Naga. Carolyn, what if I told you that thing right there could reunite you with Jeb? I'd say you were insane. Something's happening. The candle flame is flickering away, but the room seems to be filled with faint golden light. Look, I'm cold. Oh, God, it's so cold. She's done it. She's made contact. There we are. The Brilliant Dark Shadows, Curse of the Pharaoh. I couldn't find it to start with because I typed in The Curse of the Pharaoh. And funnily enough, that means it doesn't come up. (laughs) Um, Great. Brilliant. Um, as, As we've said before, I know nothing about Dark Shadows. So... I just know that uh, David Darlington and Joe Lidster, who produce it, are fantastic chaps. And if you uh, listen back on our podcast a few editions ago, into last year, um, you'll find that um, Joe Lidster uh, was a guest on the podcast and was talking passionately about Dark Shadows. And so really good to check that out. And that really gives you a flavour. And he has an infectious way about him in which he really uh, makes you want to go and listen to everything that, uh, that we have on offer dark shadows so yeah if you're a fan of kind of gothic horror and drama um then check out the dark shadows range and as you know we're giving you a 25 percent discount on this and the way to get it is to go to bigfinish.com go to the podcast section you can either go to it in the tabs at the top or go to it in the audiobook ranges uh, big finish the big finish podcast and what you do you just go to the latest podcast and you click on it and then you'll see in the text there's a bit that says the randomoid selectatron also features offering you a 25 percent reduction on the selected release just click here and enter the offer code buckup b-u-c-k-u-p all uppercase no spaces and yeah you just press click here and you enter it and then you get your 25 percent discount couldn't be easier really oh it could be easier i could just sort of send it to you at this very moment but that would be literally impossible and involved or would involve augmented reality um artificial intelligence A-R-I-A-R-I-A-R-I-A-R-I-A-R-I-A-R. well thank you very much ram always a pleasure time now for our feb 2020 preview i've lost my place in the script it's page eight Top of page eight. These are sneaky peeks and trailers, so feast your ears. First up, Gallifrey Time War 3. More attack ships. They're circling back around. We have to get out of here. Dog! Blast! What's wrong? The dematerialization circuit's inactive. Then I'll operate the thrusters. We'll just have to outrun them the old-fashioned way. And go where? No! That debris field. If we head straight into it, we might lose them. Are you serious? Deadly. Now hold on! 
time for another Doctor Who short trip, this time featuring the second Doctor. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, short trips, deleted scenes. The room was on its feet, applauding, as everyone welcomed the beautiful blue box that had appeared on stage. Jamie and the Doctor exchanged bewildered looks. Indeed, she lied, stopping in front of them. I hope you enjoyed my little joke, George. I so rarely get to surprise you. Bellier ran a hand over his hairless head. So the blue box? A commission, interjected Celine, for my film. Jamie sat in the warehouse courtyard, his shadow long in the evening sun. The afternoon's filming had gone very well. He had never considered himself to be the sort of person who could act. Thank you for having a wee word with that fella for us. Celine smiled. The pleasure was all mine, Monsieur McCrimmon, and may I compliment you on your French? Jamie blushed. <laughs> well, you've got me there. I don't speak any. Celine eyed him intently. Oh, come, Doctor. I've lied enough for the both of us tonight, no? You and Jamie appeared from the ether itself. Surely, mademoiselle, that is impossible, said the Doctor, his face like a, a kindly mountain. Which is unfortunate, Doctor, because it is also what happened. In my experience, only the very best of men cannot be tempted to uh, answer that cruelty with more. I do sincerely hope that you are the best of men, the doctor whispered before releasing him. Big finish. We love stories. The Twelfth Doctor Chronicles will be with us in February, starring Jacob Dudman as both narrator and Twelfth Doctor. Here's an extended tease for the rather beautiful historical story, The Charge of the Night Brigade, by David Llewellyn and co-starring Mandy Simmons. Spring Hill, a name that conjures images of cherry blossom and daffodils, the scent of magnolia and the sweet trilling of the chaffinch. Perhaps it was her idea of a joke. Perhaps she'd wished to make the place sound more inviting than it was. Whatever the reason, when Mary Seacole first saw this bleak and barren tump of earth on the Crimean Peninsula, that was the name she gave it. Spring Hill. And the name of her business? The British Hotel. The year was 1855 and Mary, Mother Seacole to her customers, had been in Balaclava for seven months. There was a war. The British and the French fighting against the Russians. Those same countries had been at war when she was a little girl. The British and the Russians against the French. Now everybody had switched sides, like a grisly square dance. None of this mattered much to Mary. What brought her from Jamaica to Balaclava was a desire to help to feed young soldiers far from home and nurse them when they were ill. Her British hotel was a cast-iron cabin halfway between Balaclava and Kadikoy, a place where soldiers could find a warm meal and a sympathetic ear. It was never busier than on a Sunday evening. Sunday was rice pudding day, and Mary Seacole's rice pudding sat in the affections of British soldiers somewhere between the Union Jack and Queen Victoria herself. Pass me the cinnamon. That's not Meg, you fool. The cinnamon comes in sticks. That jar there, on the shelf. Uh, Mrs. Seacole? It's not ready yet, so get back to your table and I'll bring it out to you. Oh, no, you see, I'm frightfully sorry to intrude. Mary stopped what she was doing. The man in the doorway was a sergeant with the insignia of a medical officer. I'm Dr. Henry Finch. I work at the army hospital. Is that so? And what can I do for you, Dr. Finch? 
The British Army decided it needs my assistance because let me tell you, I spent days and weeks in London offering my services and I was turned away each and every time. Uh, yes, I am aware of your efforts, Mrs. Seacole, and though this may be unorthodox, I'd appreciate your opinion on a certain matter, if you'd be so kind. Dr. Finch explained the situation as they walked the short distance to the hospital. It's the damnedest thing, madam. Far beyond my ken. Ordinarily, I'd have the patient shipped off to Skatari. They have better facilities, more staff. But if this is something contagious... You think it's cholera? Uh, no, I, I've seen cholera and this isn't it. But the men tell me you have experience with ailments more common in the West Indies? That is correct, sir. This chap, Robert, he got here barely a fortnight ago. Before then, he was over in your neck of the woods, Montego Bay. Take me to him. The army hospital was a dismal place. Clean enough, but hardly welcoming. Little surprise so many soldiers came to the British hotel when they were feeling unwell. The doctors and nurses of this hospital might have expertise, but they lacked something just as important. Warmth. Dr. Finch took Mary to a side room, away from the main ward. In a rickety old cot lay a young man, perhaps 25 years of age. His skin was pale, almost a bluish white. His eyes were open wide and gazing at the ceiling, like an old painting of a saint in prayer. Robert! Robert! Can you hear me? The patient twitched. He looked across at Finch and then at Mary with a piercing, almost inhuman gaze. Mary shuddered. Robert, this is Mrs. Seacole from the British Hotel. She's just going to take a look at you. Can he speak? Hasn't said a bally word since he got here. What time was that? About an hour after sundown. His captain brought him over. Poor lad got bitten by a rat and went into a seizure. Immediately after he was bitten? Within minutes, the captain told me. Mm, then it's not rat bite fever. That takes days. Sometimes weeks. Oh, that's what I thought. And look. Finch sat on the edge of the cot and rolled one leg of the patient's pyjamas up to his knee. On his ankle were two puncture marks. It's not even infected. Precisely. And his temperature's perfectly normal. Any of this familiar? Mary shook her head. Oh, well, it was worth a try. Can he eat anything? He's refused everything. Mock turtle soup, tripe sandwiches, calves foot jelly. Just turns his head away, even when the nurses try feeding him by hand. That does not mean he's not hungry. Finch frowned. I've heard all about your army hospital food, Dr. Finch. Any seeing man would turn away. <laughs> I'll go to the hotel and I'll bring back some chicken broth and rice pudding. If the boy turns his head away from either of those... He must be very ill indeed. As she approached the hotel, Mary noticed someone in the yard behind the cabin. A tall, thin man with a shock of grey hair skulking around near the chicken coops. He was not dressed in a soldier's uniform, nor was he attired like one of the locals. If anything, in his black frock coat and crisp white shirt, he looked more like an undertaker. But that would not explain what he was doing in her yard. Theft was common in Balaclava. Mary had lost three chickens and four tins of curry powder in the last week alone. But thieves were rarely this brazen. Hello, sir. Can I help you? Not now. Excuse me. Uh, not now. Bit busy. Sir... You are trespassing on my property. Explain yourself. The stranger looked at her askance. His brow furrowed. His rather dramatic eyebrows arched even more dramatically. I said, explain yourself. I don't think anybody's ready for that. Where are we? Pardon? 
Navigation's on the blink. Thought I was going to Padreville Regency 12, but this... This isn't it. You're in Balaclava, sir. Balaclava? Is that the pastry sweets or the woolly hats? Balaclava. On the Crimean Peninsula. And this is the British Hotel. Oh, wait a second. Crimea? British Hotel? It's you! Sir? You're Mary Seacole. The very same. And you are? Uh, I'm sorry? What is your name? I'm the doctor. Then your timing is perfect, sir. Follow me. Back in the hotel, Mary ladled out helpings of chicken broth and pudding for Corporal Roberts. Then, with the doctor in tow, she marched back to the hospital, her long skirts trailing in the mud. Where are we going? To the army hospital. There is a young soldier there who is very sick. And uh, what's that got to do with us? I am a doctress and you are a doctor. Uh, well, yes, but... So, how do I introduce you? Doctor whom? The stranger made a face, the meaning of which Mary couldn't quite read, and said, Smith. Just call me Smith, that usually works. Also coming out, the incredibly exciting return of Martha Jones to Torchwood. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. I towed the planet Earth through space. Do you think I want to be sitting indoors doing paperwork? I want to get away. Big Finish. We love stories. And Dracula's Guests, starring Mark Gatiss and David Bamber. From Big Finish Productions. Wanted. Visitors and friends. We live alone in a castle of ancient beauty, high in the Carpathian Mountains, deep in the heart of Transylvania. Yet we find ourselves lonely. Do you dare to pay a call upon us? For I can promise you much. Views of picturesque scenery Encounters with an abundance of animal life. And in my castle, all the conveniences of modernity, light and heat and fresh running blood. So, join us, won't you? And become one of Dracula's guests. Big Finish. We love stories. Blake 7, Restoration 3 is a late de delivery. Uh, it's like, it's like it's a, a late kickoff, isn't it? Late no score draws, uh, I'm afraid. So, no audio material from that yet. Bark up. But there's bound to be excitement aplenty. And we finish off with the Seventh Doctor adventure. The Psychic Circus. Scared? Scared of the Psychic Circus? Uh, <laughs> written by Stephen Wyatt. It's a follow-up to his TV Seventh Doctor story, The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, and the features the return the of galaxy. Ian Reddington as the Chief Clown. You have to do that thing he does with his <laughs> hand. Yes. I can't say The Greatest Show in the Galaxy without saying The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. <laughs> The greatest show, the greatest show, the greatest show in the galaxy, the galaxy, the galaxy. Brilliant. I see him now. The man who threatens our future. I see him walking across the wastes of Seganax. Do you know his name? He likes to be known as the Doctor. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the Psychic Circus. Welcome to the Psychic Circus. The what? Hi there, everybody. I'm the Kingpin, and the gal here on the guitar is Juniper Berry. Peace, love, smiling. Mm, these are dangerous people. You're building a team of the most talented acts in the galaxy. Not scared, are you? No, never. Stick around, guys. I've seen the future. I will do anything to become the greatest clown in the galaxy. Have I met you before? Have I? I've no idea. Don't ever dream of leaving Segonax. 
I was wondering when you'd put in an appearance. I thought you liked surprises. You can't hide anymore! Time's running out! Any more fares, please? Any more fares? Big Finish. We love stories. Forgive me, I'm... I'm only a clown. <laughs> so that's it for February and our preview. Preview. Uh, Stephen Taylor. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Oh, it's so slick, this, isn't it? Preview. Don't forget to go to bigfinish.com, use our free app, and read Vortex, our free magazine. You can just download it. If you order CDs, you get a physical copy of it. But the brilliant thing about Vortex is when you're reading it, it's got lots of hot links in it. So if you like a story you're reading about, you just press it, takes you to the website. Bada boom, you can get it. Hope you've enjoyed it today, mm. this thing, you know, the podcast. Uh, time for us to say um, goodbye. 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 You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Yeah.